Oh, we're running. It's on. Microphone. Dun, dun, dun. Da, 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 da. Where's uh, Ross? Ross is in the Hunter Valley still. When he said Hunter, I thought it meant Hunter's Hill. Oh, well. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the All Talk uh, Podcast. Hey, Petey. <laughs> Ross isn't here again. <laughs> Happy Bathurst Day. Happy Bathurst Day. We just spent, spoiler alert, uh, it depends when you listen to this, you could watch the race in the last... Well, like, if you haven't watched it by the time this is uploaded, <laughs> tough. <laughs> like, I, I, I was at work today, I didn't even know. Oh, I knew it was on, and then Hal turns up with the... Running on in the... With the I only watch, these days, I watch the start, and I watch the finish. I watch that first half an hour, right? And I watch the last hour because it turns into a sprint race. And guess what it did this year? It turned into a one-lap sprint one race. One-lap sprint race. With a pace some... car coming in on lap 160. You could have done a U-turn and came in a lap earlier. How hard is it? I mean, seriously. You're driving. It's all one way. It's not like there's oncoming traffic to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> How hard is it? Really? We've got a guest today. Lucky us. Lucky us. Romy Nass is here. From Ultrafine Car Care. Thank you very Welcome much. Welcome on board, buddy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very excited to be here. Uh, you also listen to the podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... We're editing that early already. <laughs> we're, at the, we're hitting the barrel, bottom of the barrel now. We've got to get listeners Listen, in. Listen, <laughs> No, no, no. Just because last time Ross said he got belted a listener. <laughs> <laughs> That was a joke. It wasn't true. Well, welcome, buddy. Thank you very much. How you going? I'm good. I'm good. Um, been following your uh, your pages and looking at a bit of their history and especially concentrating on uh, images and, and what cars have been featured. You're looking at the paint, aren't you? Uh, the colours. You know, I can't, I can't help it. But, you know, more more interestingly enough for me, it's it's about the, the different cars that you guys have been speaking about and, and what I've played around with and some of the exciting cars that you guys would be interested in and mm. i'm sure some of the listeners would be um also keen to learn on on you know the old the new the we won't mention the tech i, I don't think anyone wants to know about electric cars but um what are they <laughs> yeah, mine came with a core when i was four years old you just walk around i had to walk around it. i had yeah. to follow it which was a follow fun. it yeah you couldn't send it yeah but i know you drive a car close to her Hills. What did you drive recently? Yeah, I, I, I had the I had the um, the opportunity to take out a um, I think it was a 2017 um, Holden GT GT GTSR uh, W1. A nugget. No, it's the same color as yours too, Kermit Green. Oh, the colors are right. <laughs> yeah, quite quite a heavy car. I think one thing that I that I was very very surprised about is when I looked at the actual tires. And I saw it had uh, Trofeos. Now, if anyone knows about the uh, the Pirelli Trofeos, they normally belong on a uh, on on the track. Yeah. Because they're just, uh, you know, you, you need at least an hour to warm them up. The owner of this actual vehicle was like, "Look, uh, you're going to have to take the keys now and drive it over to your workshop, whatever." And I said, "You know, I don't think my insurance policy covers me for uh, yeah. <laughs> certain things, but you know, it was." It was quite an interesting drive. Was... But Lamborghini uses the Trofeos too, don't Correct. They? Like, and, and, only the... Um... Do, you have to walk, do you have to drive like over three lanes? Yeah, and obviously you've got your um, you've got your uh, your temperatures on, on each uh, on each tyre. They're completely useless in, yeah. in day-to-day driving. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, even just the... Forget the wet. 
Oh, no, no. It, 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 even if it looks like there's a cloud in the sky parking. You wouldn't, yeah. Um, so, because I, I put the Continental Conti Force on mine after I got it, which is basically the same type of tyre. The treadwear rating and everything else is the same. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you now, even on a drive after... 20 minutes, 25 minutes on the motorway, 30 minutes, you still didn't have heat temperature. Yeah, you work out faster. If you you gave, you you really have to get temps into them. What what did your car come standard with? Came with a Continental 5P. Okay. Which is is a, you know. It's still a race tyre. No, no, it's not. No, no, it's it's just a high performance tyre. That's it. But could you spec the W1 tyres on. That Holman wouldn't put them on or HSV. Would not. No, you have to buy you them after buy you w- bought the car. Okay, yeah, and they're not cheap. Um, so the probably the yeah, it is. You you don't want to go trying anything fancy um, with those tires straight out of your garage. And I one, yeah. one guy did early on last year, and it was nearby to here as well. And he sent it up a curb and mm. bent it up and did all sorts of bad things to it. Not only have you got no rear grip, you'll have no front grip either. Yeah, that's right. They're not, yeah. they're not designed to be on crappy urban roads and, you know, trying to send it through a roundabout. You're going to be sending it up the curb, so... Mm. Well, you've sent me some photos this week with some spectacular car crashes. Yes. Well, one definitely had no front tyres because it was, <laughs> it was, it was a, a Dodge Demon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. They don't have any front tyres. Australia's favourite tennis son. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't live in Queensland, that's the other... <laughs> So that's the stepson of Lindsay Queensland with M3s. Yes, um, apparently he wasn't driving, so... Well, who was driving? I don't know. What's he going to say? That the Sudanese guys in the uh, next to him giving, gave him a hot carjacked him? There were five mates with him. But the funniest, yeah. I don't know if it's still on... Uh, another... Same owner trying to sell his M3 about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's, things were tough, but... Can't be too tough. He bought a Dodge Demon. <laughs> and that's his second one. Like, he bought a, a, Chal- a Hellcat earlier. Yeah. So um, he goes through his yeah, cars you know, like his rackets, his you, you know, you look at some of these sports people, right? And from their tasting cars, you can tell they're just fucktards. Oh, they just got <laughs> fuck off money. They've got fuck no, off. No, 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 hang on. If I've got fuck off money, I'm buying an Aventador. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably got those. No, he's no, probably no, got no. one in France. Yeah, and he's got I mean, one. I'm not buying a Dodge Demon, right? <laughs> right? Like... It is the home of summer nats. Like, come on. And, and over 300, 300 Aussie on that is... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you might buy one for your Los Angeles base because you're going to pay 80 Australian or 90 Australian or whatever it is. You might have won it in a satellite round. In a satellite in, in, round. In, in the Compton Open. I was just... I, 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 when I saw it, I went... Just... Yeah, I saw... The first one I saw was in Adelaide last year. Another one actually got... Um, I heard got stolen out of Melbourne. Yeah, they got. They're, what do you do with a stolen Dodge Demon? Exactly. What, in, what, in, like, Australia. Straight, in Australia, in Australia, straight line. Yeah. Take it to yeah, you Northern Territory. That's it. Like, what, 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 what do you do with that? Who do you sell? Like, what do you do? Send it back to the states to get converted back to left hand drive. <laughs> sell it for parts to the states. <laughs> like, what do you do with it? Yeah. I'm sure some Ukrainian mafia boss might want it till it gets there in right hand drive. <laughs> like, yeah, amazing. It's it's not like the old days where. You know, now cars are, you can't even start that car without the immobilizer, the, the key, mm. every, the transponder, all talking to the ECU. So you can't cut a key for it. I'm sure 13-year-old can crack those codes. 
You've got an IT background. Well, there, there was actual it. talk about people um, copying the encryption and stuff off. Well, they hacked the Jeep you, a couple of years ago. No, did they hack into a no. Jeep? But it's a lot of yeah, no, it's effort. A, it's a lot of effort yeah, to go yeah, through yeah. for a Dodge Demon, which if you really wanted to, you know, pinch one, you just pinch one in the states where their Diamond doesn't. What, what about pinch, pinch one in Australia for? And what about the other pick, the poor bugger with the uh, Rolls Royce fan? Oh yeah, who yeah, yeah, hit a pole? That's epic. Yeah, went straight straight into a pole. Did, does it, that did it, he, did, he, did, he did not make the uh, roundabout. <laughs> he might have had the trophies on the front. No grip. Straight out of the shop. But the, but the, the 60, 60 profile trophies because yeah. of the rock. But looking at that image, how fucking hard did he hit the pole? The front wheel got torn off a of rolls. Well, mate. That's like a two and a half ton car or something. Yeah, They're powerful is. engines. It is. They're a quick so, car. Oh, for, the, for the size and the weight. power. Yeah. 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 But... Yeah, you saw the pain uh, on that? Would it buff out? No, that was bad. <laughs> that had a wrap on it. No, they, they're actually doing them from factory now. Mad. Actually, Mad. I think it might, it, that might have been painted because it didn't, like, with all the mangled stuff, you would have thought you'd see some of the wrap, like, oh, come, up. come oh. apart. But they come out from factory yeah. with matte paint. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of... Um, matte, black, Rolls-Royce. Yeah. So, Romy, ultra-fine car care. Yep. So, you must see a lot of paint. You must see a lot of... Yeah, see, see a lot of a lot of things. Um, so first off, I just uh, I I am a distributor before I'm actually a hands-on guy. Yep. Dealing with a lot of day to day products, but also specialising in uh, which I think it's probably the world's best paint protection. Yep. It's the only self-healing paint protection in the world which can be hand applied. I started off with the brand which is called Fenlab in uh, 2016. Um, going on to just over three years now. So they apply a finish over Correct. factory Correct, a paint, paint protection, yeah. 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 And, and we've actually got something for everything. So whether it's a matte paint, whether it's a paint protection film, um, we've, we've got a product for it. Yep. 2016, probably had two applicators around Australia. Now I'm coming up to about 40. Okay. So we've got um, an applicator or more than one applicator all across the country. Um, yeah, and getting back to what you said about uh, interesting paints, I've seen it all. Simple question: Why the fuck do I pay two grand extra for metallic paint? <laughs> what the fuck? It's a, it's a scam. They put the the sparkly things in, and some some manufacturers yeah. charge like up to nine grand yeah. for certain colours. A lot of a lot of time is when you've got a, a factory that's continuously um, painting certain colours. It's just going back to actually tyres, for example. Yeah, you'll notice that, for example, Porsche. Well, used to be, I think they've changed now, were Michelin guys, yep. right? And it's the same thing with paint. When they do a run in a factory, they're just, you know, obviously the robots have to stick to that specific program. Mm. And if they have to do a run of a specific amount of paints, um, which, to be honest, I don't know a lot of people who are using solid paints. A lot of people these days would rather metallic paints. Yeah. But technically, they have to make a change on the run and, and put you in or to put some them bullshit. all into one batch so you wouldn't have about 10 barrels with white, red, pink, yeah. green no. and no. then it just so, goes no. through the gun no. that, that's why when you order if you go in and you want a special order or something like for like, like, like yeah, BMW or Mercedes whatever they'll yeah. say to Rolls you Rolls Royce will match your hand they'll, 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 yeah, they'll, they'll say to you you know nine months because what they're doing is they're putting your car onto a run so they don't go to Dulux Colour Match and <laughs> <laughs> down at Bunnings in, in no, Rome. No, in, or just get the guy to just Bunnings. paint yours on the yeah, side yeah, while yeah. the machines are doing all the rest. It's interesting you mentioned that because I had one of my clients who's a Ferrari collector. He actually, he, he bought like, 
He's got a 488, 488 Pista, 430 Scud, 599. He actually, for his uh, Pista, which is, there's, there's a few around now, but that's um, that can start off at about 700. Yep. And you can go past the mill. So he actually said, you know, like a lot of these guys. For the options and that, yeah. Yeah. They specifically had to stop the run and delay his car because he wanted the different striping down the center. Okay. Right. And that's painted on. It's not a... That's right. It's, it's not, not a... a it's not a... Duke, it's not a... Um, what they call like a vinyl. Mm. Yeah. And again, that's the same thing. And then again, on the interior, he wanted different things. The more factory options and the specialized, the, the limited um, number of runs of the car that it is, one, the longer you're going to have to wait, yeah. and two, obviously, um, the, the more things they need to modify in the factory to cater for your options. Yeah, and that's the same with paint. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen some, even that, that classic uh, 87 rolls that I showed you before, yeah. that has a very distinctive paint and that's a 32 year old paint original um, so we're talking about these expensive cars rolls royce ferrari have they got quality paint can you tell the difference between say the the w1 the commodore versus the rolls absolutely versus, but like, but to be honest it's actually like going going to talk about that i must talk about the numbers that are actually being produced out of the factories now yep. and it's actually quite alarming from my perspective, that, for example, 15 years ago, Ferrari went out and said, sorry, we only produce 1,000 cars a year. Mm. That's all. We're yeah, doing they, one they factory. It, yeah, 7,000. Do you yeah. know what the numbers were last year? No. Nearly 9,000. Yeah, because of China. New markets. And, well, and they're, they're pretty much... There's a, there's a, a friend of mine's looking at a 488. Fuck, man. And can, You guys have got rich friends. They're cheap now. <laughs> huh? It's your ex-boss. They've, oh. been, <laughs> they've actually um, been ruined now. Well, that, well, yeah, and that's what he, he said. I, I've been saying to him, get a 458. Absolutely. Right? Agree. Get, uh, go and find Ferrari approved, get a 458 with good spec. There's a few around. Mm-hmm. You know what? The 458s, the good 458s are pulling more money than the yeah. good 488. Because yeah. it's the last of the naturally aspirated right. engines. Yeah. And then you have the 488... And then there was an update. Now you've got the, the F8 coming out, yep. right? And so, another one. And then there's another one. So there's normally you had a lifespan, like the 360 was 99 to 05. Yep. Six yep. years. Then the fourth. In six years, we've had 458, 488 oh, yeah, and going to a yeah, new yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. So the 488, the ass the has fallen out of them. Because If you got a Ferrari dealership, they tell you it's a two-year wait list. Yeah. Your car might not even be made the way they're changing. Yeah, that's the right. Yeah. So just on that note, on on the four five eight, and this comes back to what you were asking. Yeah. We actually did some work on um, a four five eight down at uh, McCarroll's, and um, I love when people tell me, "No, no, no, it's it's had PPF from brand new. We put it on, and it's there's nothing wrong with the paint. Typical color." Rossa Corso, and if people don't know what Rossa Corso is, it basically means that it's a solid red with the tan interior. Yeah, it's the, the most red. wanted yeah. color. Yeah. If anyone wants to invest in a Ferrari, that's the color that you get, or color combo. And that car, at the time that we worked on it, which was only about six months ago, and by the way, the paint wasn't perfect. Um, <laughs> we that's, that's enough, so I had, to, I had to sort of put that in there. The car at the time was, I think it was about five years old. 
Yeah. Um, four to five years old, and that car still got $370,000. Now, a brand new 488, or close to, with a couple of thousand Ks, if not less, Second. is around that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know what it is? It sounds different. Still, no, it still sounds like a, it's got the Ferrari sound. It's not the same no. as the naturally aspirated motor. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and I, th- I, I, even, I actually said to him that... Um, there was a really, really well-specced F12. Oh, yeah. Right? You probably picked that up for the same money as a, as a better-specced... No, no. It was, it was like in the mid-4s. I think it was 455. Yeah, well, like that's that, a good price. Right? So I just said to him, mate, the V12 Ferraris, that's it. Mm. Now it's going to be about hybrids and turbos. Mm. They've got no choice. My favourite is the 599. That yeah. was that was a good V twelve. There was one the at GTOs, the special. And my ultimate favourite is the Super America with the the roof that flips. Oh, with right. the weird roof. Yeah, there's only like three in Australia. The black five on nine at Ferrari Sydney at the moment, and it was at Heisman's when I went to see it the other day. It had the trophies on it. Yeah, well, right. It's got the GTE handling pack. Okay. Heavily optioned car. That's you know, rare. Would have been high sixes, maybe a seven in front of it, new. And that and, was a um, long, that was a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, beautiful car, but yeah, like, I like the, the, the C pillar. The, well, the, the yeah, air, the way the it's, air it's goes through. The, and and talking about them, they've actually gone back in up in value. It's like um, yeah. and on the five nine nine, there's the, there's a, probably about five GTOs, and they're one point two or above. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the special ones are always up. There. So yeah, and sorry, Pete, going back to what you said about the paints. Yes, yes on the four five eight, one hundred percent, it's better paint than what they're currently producing. Yeah. Because like I said, and, and that's I just want to make a point of those numbers that are coming through and the production numbers because that um is is very valid to the point of how quickly can we build a supercar. Now if you step into the Pagani factory or the Konenseg yeah. factory, now this is pure hypercar and I was actually on the phone to Konenseg in Sweden just last week. The uh, count um, Christopher, not not one of one of the guys that works for him. We're talking about something else. I'll, I'll tell you offline, but um, and and he said to me actually, like you will wait a minimum of eight to nine months for your yeah. car. Minimum. For, they they don't built do. To order. They're probably no, built to order. One hundred percent, and everything is done by hand still. Um, and actually, he actually let a bit of a cat out of the bag, and he actually said to me that um, one of the the latest uh, latest. Uh, um, Konensex, which had been built, which is the, well, they say Yesco over there. We pronounce it Jesco. Yep. Which is was built in honor of his father-in-law. Yeah. Is actually on its way to Melbourne. Oh, wow. Someone's actually purchased it. I think it would be about $4.4 million. Nice. Yeah, so... Plus uh, luxury tax and GST. Oh, look. Stamp duty. Yeah, yeah. In this, in, this, in this market, there's, you know, there's money. Drive away. <laughs> there's supercar money, and then there's, it's different money. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I walk into Lorbex or when I walk into um, Dutton, and Dutton actually took me downstairs to their private collection, and, and they actually we toured me. them a couple of months ago. I think I, I saw how, that. Yeah, how jump you jumped the rope and went downstairs, didn't you? At Dutton's. Um, no, we were distracted up at the ground level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was some there was some serious cars downstairs. Let me tell you. There was some serious action upstairs, let me tell you. I can imagine. I can imagine. But, um, yeah, and and it's just, you know, unfortunately, you know, Merc paint, for example, is not what it was, you know, what it was back in the day. Like, I had just probably in the past three or four months, I played around with a, um, 
uh, E36 yep. M3. Yep. And it was that, um, I think they call it Ava Blue. Yep. Um, it came in quite dull, quite... Um, tired. Uh, yeah, very tired. And it went back out like it left the actual factory. Is it because of um, any pollution laws or chemicals? That, yeah. I think, they changed the paint because well, of... I, th- I think that's part of it, but I also think it also comes down cost. to... You, you look at BMW and Mercedes now, and no longer is it the days where it's the single country, we're going to build, you know... Um, the cars all out of the one country, this and that. Now you've got over, I think, four to five different countries all over the world building, you know, like the X's have been, BMW X classes, build them out of the States. Yeah, that's right. The C class, except the AMGs, stuff it. So would humidity and and different climates play a role? But it's the speed, you know, how, and, and the paint, by the way, has actually dropped to nearly half the thickness. In thickness. Yeah. And I also had the liberty to work on a CL55 from 05. Yep. Um, and That's that, a good $8,000 car now, isn't it? Uh, I'll tell you what, this thing was... Oh, mate, it's a tank. Yeah. But that, that, I think that's just the economies of scale. They're going to... They've got to cut costs. Most of the people buying those cars, and I... I they buy, flick them. The, the guy that buys a, a C200, he doesn't care about the paint thickness. Hmm. He, he, I mean, he doesn't. With, the, yeah. the guy that buys maybe an S sixty five does, yeah. but I'd be t- I'd I'd be inclined to think that there's more paint on the S sixty five than the C two hundred. There's not, you know. But there isn't. They don't no. care. No, yeah. it's and, the same process. It's yeah. painted in the same factory. Look, I think you know between myself specifically at at our you know we've got a workshop at Castle Hill by the way, guys, um, and I've seen a lot of different cars. I actually, saw a plane yesterday. We're from Bankstown. They don't let us into Castle Hill without a without a visa. <laughs> Here's your pass. Here's your pass. Yeah, takes two hours to get there with a the traffic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we've seen all the, all the different cars, and between myself and the applicators, I think it comes down to the care factor and understanding what the customer's needs are. The bottom line is, if if the customer just wants you know something slapped on just for the sake of it, well. You need to understand also, you know, what their budgets are and, you know, really know how to meet the, the customer expectation. And I think that's a big issue these days where at the dealership, they might turn around and say, oh, yeah, we can do paint protection and sort of mislead the customer and say it's lifetime warranty. Yeah. But I wouldn't let the dealership wash my no. car. Yeah. Well, we've actually got a sign on with our paint protection that says do not wash. Yeah. It's, you know, it's... Um... So let, let, let me go back a step. If, if the car comes with thin paint, there's nothing I can do about it, or can I? So it's come from the factory. I've driven it away. It, mm. I take it to someone like you who's got, you've got equipment that can measure the thickness and whether yep. it's consistent. And you say to me, Pete, it's got this much, it's not very thick. So it, by can, applying... Yeah, paint protection, definitely. Obviously, before you apply the paint protect protection... Does that protect the layer? Absolutely. What are we protecting? Absolutely. We're, protect the, we're protecting the clear coat, technically. Because when we talk about... Um, paint protection yep we're really not actually the paint as you guys probably know um, just so everybody knows out there there's three layers there's obviously the undercoat okay then you've got your actual paint yep then you've got your clear coat now the paint and the clear coat are the thickest coats or so you think they are yep there's actually special measuring gauges that can measure each individual one okay now if it comes in thin uh, let's say for example we talk about microns um, it comes yep. in at about 30 microns or less that's pretty much as low as it can go in the new yeah. car market we can add up to um we can add up to 14 microns okay. which is unheard of in yeah. the paint protection industry 
when you talk about paint protection film, you're now going up a hundred microns, but you're you're now the cost of that is oh yeah it's, yeah, it's not cheap. So to keep it simple, so the undercoat's protecting the metal. Yep. Maybe anti corrosion. That's right. The paint protects the undercoat and gives it the colour. Yep. The clear coat gives it the shine and brings UV out the colour. Yep. And then so the, the product that goes on top of that, that's not from the factory, is to protect all those layers. And also give it a bit of see with ours, unlike a lot of the other ones out there, a lot of the other paint protections have got um, what they call SiO two, which is silica oxide. It's yep. actually old technology. We actually and, and our product FenLab has been developed by an actual Nobel Prize winner. Okay. Richard Fenman. Yep. And this actually dates back to the eighties and nineties and we've actually taken that technology. Um, FenLab's got a factory in Chicago. They will not um, distribute any of their products from anywhere else in the world except mm-hmm. Chicago. And they've now used his um, knowledge and research and they've gone with a um, silica carbide. Now, silica carbide is one of the strongest uh, minerals and rock known to man. That's actually what's in our product. Um, so that's very important too. Um, because you want you want the actual product to look great, yep. glossy, fantastic, but also to you know at least handle a bit of um, you know wear and tear and handle a bit of scratch resistance. Um, and then obviously when we go into our top tier products, which is the self healing, that can also handle stuff like driving it through um, these dodgy car washes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we have I I put. One of the one of the most memorable moments in in Sydney was when I worked on a McLaren, and I actually put two layers of the actual um, the top. What's the McLaren paint like? It's thin, they... it's thin, but it's, because it's but it's it, it is quite perfect the way you know. Look, sometimes you know I see paint straight out of factory, and you look at you still see little drip marks. How much when you say it's thin and McLaren's weight and efficiency and and downforce and the rest of it? How much is paint? If you measured paint on a car, how much does it weigh? Um, particularly, probably about twenty kilos, twenty-five kilos. Wow. Okay. Because right? you think about how much. So when we when we look at it, a liter technically is about a kilo, and when we look at it on a, on a car, you're talking about on on new cars these days, you're looking at about twenty twenty-five kilos. Yeah. McLaren makes a statement out there to state that we can strip ten kilos away, so hence we will put less paint less on. Less paint. Um, most of those cars, um, a lot of my customers, what they do specifically, because they do drive days, track days, they'll at least protect the front end um, with paint protection film. Okay. Paint protection film can get quite expensive. One of my Stone guys... Chips and things like that. Yeah, one of the guys tires. in... Yeah, that's right. One of the guys in Melbourne worked on a Senna, one of the first Australian yep, delivered Senna. Yeah, a couple in Australia. Yeah, and that one there um, cost... Close to twenty thousand for paint protection. paint protection film. Wow, paint protection film because the, the paint protection film. When you look at the center, it's quite complex. You know, the door has certain amount of pieces. It's not yeah. just like a standard one piece door. Because um, so. I, I know with Porsche with the GT twos and threes, yeah. like weight reduction is important. And I'll go as far as putting a sticker on yeah. my, one of my other Xbox's cars. They had a sticker instead of the Porsche badge on the bonnet. Or painted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the GT2 RS is known for that. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, like even going way back to the 60s, I actually had the pleasure of working on a 61356B original. Okay. Um, it weighs a little over 700 kilos. Yeah, yeah. 
right? Running, I think it was a 1400 engine, but the thing still, you know, went. Flew, and, yeah. Yeah, $4,000 wooden steering wheel and... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're, they're trying to bring down the weight. But when you look at the cars these days, there's still quite a lot of weight. If you get a car that weighs close to a ton, that's actually quite light. In today's language, yeah. yeah. I mean, we had one of our customers in Melbourne, again, the same guy that owns the Senna, ordered and waited four years for a specific GT2 RS, paid $950,000 for it. Nice. Specifically because he wanted other additional carbon bits put into the actual metal. And you had to wait. Yeah, so... Um, so have you driven the, that McLaren that you worked on? I've driven the I've driven a McLaren, a, a 570 before, and uh, I must say in comparison to the, you know, Ferrari 430 that I've driven, um, a Lamborghini Gallardo, uh, what else? I've, I've had 360s, uh, Ferraris and uh, Maseratis. I, I must admit, the downforce and the, the amount of control that you have in it is just unbelievable. Did any of the cars disappoint you? Some of you think, fuck, you'd pay 300 grand for this piece of shit. <laughs> there's, there's been a few like that. Um, you know, it's... I, I look back and, and I think to myself, wow, the technology that we had in the early 2000s is, is still available now or it's actually been taken out, taken out in, in some of the new cars now. Yeah. And some of the BMWs these days are quite disappointing to me. Whilst a lot of people rave on about the performance and stuff, obviously I'm talking about the M series and, yeah. and the higher end stuff. There's um, there's quite a lack of technology or the way they look, and you'd expect that you know over 160k you would still get that you know that new look. Um, yeah. I'm not talking about a bloody iPad in the middle of the bloody car and no console. Yeah. But you would expect something that's, um, you know, a, a nice-looking car. Um, I must say that probably one of my favourites and underrated cars is probably the R8, the Audi. Yeah, I drive one of those. How? On a special day? Yeah, I drive one too. Yeah, the R8. Yeah. I had that for a day. It was a good car. Yeah. Mm. That I was a 4.2. That was a nice car. Yeah. Nice car. And it made a lot of noise and I banged it in the wrong gear. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on my own. No, and everyone looked around. I'm like, oh, good. Looked like I did on Burns. Were you in Bankstown? No, no, no. We were uh, racing around near Sydney Uni on that Oh, day. okay, okay. Yeah. But oh. yeah, it's, uh, it, it, look, it, it's it's really interesting to see all types of, um, and all walks of life of cars. Um, the classics, the the big, you know, the the monster V8s, the, um, sometimes I've, I've had inquiries for hot rods, but it's very, very hard to work on those cars, especially when you've got acrylic paint. Yes, yeah, so like the, the fire down the side. Things like so that, yeah. Well, there was a 57 Chev, I think, someone inquired about. I went and saw it. And, and I said, what are you trying to achieve? Because okay. what you're trying to achieve. And that's where I, I play the role where I can actually outsource and, and get my yeah. special guys across Sydney and just give them the work. At least okay. my brand is still being used. True. That's good to know. Yeah. What else, Jalapeno? My oil light came on. Your what? Well, my oil yeah, light generally in the you oil in your car. Yeah, I know, but I didn't expect it to come on at 12,000 Ks. It says I need a, a, a leader. Have you been parking downhill? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it needs a leader. So I went to... Um, that's, a, um, that's weird. I oh, know. It, uh, is it a turbo? Yeah, it's a yeah, turbo. That's, I mean, even in the... Because you're using a liter of oil. How many Ks have you done? 12,000. Anyway, so I, I pulled out yeah. the manual, got the code... Yeah. Went to a uh, big, reputable yeah. store. And it must have been Bathurst Day because all the car nuts weren't working today. It was quiet for you. Why is it quiet? Oh, uh, no, you got that guy behind the no, camera. No, 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 no. <laughs> it wasn't a guy. It was, 
it was a, a lady. It was a girl? But yeah. You had to go back to the no, computer no, no, to no. find the part. No, no, no. <laughs> that got better. So I was waiting for my turn. And she was on the phone and she said, um, no, the, the computer says this is for a Subaru Outback. <laughs> Subaru. Your car's a Mitsubishi. No, this is for a Subaru. And I'm like, okay, they got the young whippersnippers working. They got the rookie in. All the Bathurst heads. They knew it was going to be a quiet day. I, I, Where barbecues galore was busy. I <laughs> think <laughs> a lot of people were having barbecues today. Or Dan Murphy's. No, I didn't go past Dan Murphy's. <laughs> quite funny behind the gun. I didn't correct her. Oh, well. That's why I, I think that, yeah. I, I, I get that with the S3 too because... Um, yeah, what are you Most, driving? You got an S3? Yeah, 2016 S3. I had a 335 Beamer. I'm really happy with this, uh, especially in the wet. Do you reckon it's going to pick a fight with the A7 at the back? <laughs> uh, is your car behaving how? It's not going to fight the little S3, is it? Mine? Yeah, no, parked next just, to each other. Just, mate, just a clunky old your car's diesel. a bully. Just a clunky old diesel. Your car's a bully. It's a clunky old diesel. <laughs> You're going to call me locomotive, young fella. <laughs> <laughs> I, pull, I, I, I had to drop... Um, the Mercedes off to uh, get the carbies done. Yeah. So the guy rang me and said, carbies are ready, come pick them up. So, could, you know, they pulled them off there. So, and I turned up with the Audi to, you know, to pick them up. And he goes, he goes, which one's that? I go, oh, it's just an A7, it's the diesel. He goes, that's not a diesel. <laughs> I go, it is a diesel. Did you have it on UFO mode on the yeah, exhaust? Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, all, 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 all the apprentices are coming out of the workshop put, I go, mate, I go, mate, it's a diesel. I'm, I'm just telling you now it's a diesel. Let him believe right? you. He goes, I open the fuel flow. I go, look, it says diesel. <laughs> and they're like... Get the manual. Oh, hang on, let me stop. I got in the car and I switched the exhaust off. Yeah. Right? And I go, there, now give me it's a diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Which you still really can't. It's not, you know, yeah. the, the noise It doesn't sound like... It's like the Porsche diesels. Porsche was um, adamant to make the their diesel engines sound yeah. Um, yeah. very so, different. So... Um, yeah, they, they made them sound silent because they kept breaking down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine, mine had a lot of lights come on the dashboard. No, not, no oh. the other one. But the thing is, your your engine was essentially it's an Audi engine, the same engine as what I've got, yeah. but the single turbo version. Yeah, it, it, it's, that, right. it's all it was the same engine. Yeah. So really, the the whole thing with the AdBlue and that the was, cap had Audi on it. The whole the whole issue <laughs> the AdBlue cap that was a, that wasn't a, that bit. wasn't an Audi issue. It was a Porsche design issue. What, with the diesel engine in the, in the original McCann I had? Yeah. Now, what it was is... Now, how they ran the AdBlue and the lines... Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's the, a, that was the engineering design. behind it was the issue. Yeah. Because uh, if you remember, my Audi went in for a normal routine service, took it to Audi because it said it needed AdBlue. You know, there was a thousand oh, yeah. Ks to go. Yeah. Right? That's fine. Because, you know, I always make it to each service, picked up the car. Fantastic. Drove it home. Next morning, started it up. Same thing. You know, no, AdBlue, system failure, maximum oh, range, yeah, no, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't even Christmas and, like, and the Christmas lights too. Like, I'm getting mate. rid of my Audi. No, no, yours not a diesel. You're <laughs> right. You're safe. And I took it back straight away. And they go, oh, okay, we'll have a look at it for you. So, mate, listen, I've had this car for like nine months and I don't have any dramas with it. So, you guys touched it. Yeah. So, you touched now, it. now it's gone from... Bad to work. We're going to take it, it, your car to E-Tuners. If you listen a couple it, episodes back, okay. they'll love your car. So they, they did have a look at it, and then they rang me up, and they said, um, it's a problem with the AdBlue. When's the last time you filled it up? I go, yesterday, <laughs> when I got a service by you, and you filled it up and charged me for it. Uh, don't they check the locks? $9,000 repair. Under, oh, under them. Well, they hit up my 
extended warranty, yeah. right? But my extended warranty said to them, mate, up yours. It's not yeah. a failure. The car was serviced by you. Yeah, of course. Cash in. Right? And plus the car's like, the car was a month out of manufacturer's warranty. So <laughs> they weren't, the, yeah, they weren't copying it. I wouldn't have copped it. You're, there's still a, a degree of liability to the manufacturer. Well, especially when the dealership, they go, you've got moisture in your AdBlue. That's I go, well, nice. who pissed in it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It's right. Rio, Someone it? was making tea on the outside <laughs> or something. What? Um, so how long ago was that? That was last year. Yeah. So that's and all they had the car for nearly eight weeks. You've had a good run. You've had a good and run they, this year. Hopefully they, the courtesy and they, Well, they did end up giving me a courtesy car, right? And Which Audi? Para? Parramatta. Right? I'm, I'm going to ask. The wrong. problem was the guy, the guy that served me was good, but the guys in the workshop yeah, were feeding typical. him shit. Typical. Right? So he's feeding, he's got to give me what they tell me. Yeah. And I said to him, I go, because they fixed it, told me it was done. The guy's on a road test to make your way here, mm. right? I get there, the dash is lit up like a Christmas tree again. So anyway, they gave me a car. They gave me a Q3, which was like, you know, it was a piece of shit. Yeah, of course. Right? It was a piece of <laughs> slug, shit. Slug nugget. Right? It, I looked at an RS Q3. They wanted yeah. 100 grand. Yeah, oh, it was like, it was a piece of shit. But they gave you me this Q3 because I blew up Deluxe, right? <laughs> yeah. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go hire a car. And charge it. Right? And I'm going to come and park it across your driveway tomorrow morning at 5.30. No one's getting in or out of this place. Right? Right? And they're all looking at me. Thinking this guy's nuts. I go to him, him, mate, don't... Don't push me. I'm going to do it. Right? I brought my car here for a service. You ruined it. Mate, there was nothing wrong with it. You didn't find anything wrong with it. I drove it out of here. Basically, I've got two ton of metal and you know leather that's all it's dead yeah right? so gave me the, they pulled out a Q3 it had 200k's on oh right? the best yeah. the best yeah. it was, it was like, no it got better it got better right? over the next eight weeks I put 5,000k's on this thing right oh, I drove to Canberra you went to Canberra oh. I, I went to Canberra Goulburn but I looked like Queen, you, know, you know what normally I don't like leaving my office right but whenever someone rang I even said to my assistant take the Audi <laughs> So this thing was now a demo. It was beyond demo. I'm going to ask Romy a question. Um, what's the paint thickness like on Range Rovers? Oh, no. <laughs> it's funny because Rick, my brother's got one. Yeah. And I did some work on that. What, what, which one is it? Was like, like, what, what kind of work? It's Opening the... doors? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, funny you mentioned that because I just... dashboard didn't light up like Christmas tree, <laughs> did it? it just... no. Maybe you had the old analog one. <laughs> I worked on an actual... Um, most recently, I worked on a three-year-old Vogue. Yeah. Um, the Big Daddies. Yeah. And that was the sort of, uh, what do they call it? It's not so much a, a champagne color. It's sort of that goldy. That, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty hammered. But the good thing is, like, with all European paints, <laughs> yep. as thin as they are, you, you've just got, I mean obviously with the knowledge that I have and been trained by who I have been trained by, yep. you can always recover them. Okay. When you start playing around with Japanese paints and stuff, you can still recover them, but you just need to work that, that extra hard. hard. And when it comes to solid colours, especially black, yeah. How, how, did, how did the Australian, how did Holden and Ford compare to the world? The older, the older, when they were built here, yeah. um, W1 and those yeah, series like, excluded, yeah. They the were ease, they the were ease. they were strong. They were good okay. paints. You know, you could just chop. Like, I, it's funny you mentioned that. I've actually got a customer next week. Um, it's interesting the type of customers that you meet because 
this specific customer loves his VE five liter Ute with yep. four hundred and fifty horsepower. Okay, that's his baby. Yep, pride and joy. Right? I've got another guy. He's a Porsche collector. I've got another guy, a Ferrari collector. But and and he said to me, you know, and this car's actually black, but. It's interesting when I look at that car, I already know the process because it's older. Yep. Yes, it's been trashed, but I already know that it can be recovered in, in, in a much simpler process rather than when you're doing dealing with brand new paint or when you're dealing with the solid colors or Japanese paint. Japanese paint, when you use an actual machine polisher, can actually be quite sticky. So when you're actually wiping off residue, mm. it sort of just sticks there. And it's interesting we're talking about this because I've actually just recently on my Instagram, on Ultrafine Kaka Instagram, I've just released training. Okay. Because that's one thing that a lot of people haven't done because I don't know about you, but all of these guys think they've got God's secrets in their pockets, these detailers, and they <laughs> think that, oh, I'm not going to tell you, you're the yeah, customer, yeah, you yeah. need to pay me, blah, blah, blah. Whereas I've now come to the table and said, you know what? I'm going to do something that no one else has done. Anyone... From the car enthusiast yep. all the way up to the professional detailer that might want to get their skill level up. Anything from how to clean wheels, how to do my interior, how to machine polish, wet sanding even. Yep. Please reach out to me. Actually, we'll, we'll plug your business in a minute and um, you more than come on and talk about wheels another day. That's, yeah. that's going to be awesome. But one thing I wanted to ask you, so I bumped into you the other day at Bankstown Airport. I mean, there's paint on planes. Yeah. There's paint on trucks there's absolutely paint everywhere boats boats yeah we do marine so are the thickness in boats and planes different to cars absolutely is the paint important on a plane it, it, it is uh, it's interesting that you mentioned you know when we when we saw each other because i just come back someone um contacted me for an actual um detail on his own personal plane and this you know aircrafts aren't cheap Specifically, this had no paint. It was actually a polished aluminium. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Right? Realistically, paint on planes is not specifically hugely important in comparison to cars. However, they it's actually a different type of paint because, you know, most of the time it's in the air. That's yeah, like it's it, traveling at 1,800 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Does that have to with, with, withstand different pressures than driving at 60 kilometers yeah, an hour? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've actually got a research document with our product that actually states that we can actually decrease the fuel consumption with our, yeah. with our actual product because once it's actually on the actual aircraft, it's, it cuts into the actual um, the wind in a, in, in a different way and reduces the like, amount of yeah. fuel. Wow. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's That's all great. very interesting. That's amazing. Plug plug your business, plug away. <laughs> so guys, yeah, it's um Ultra Fine Car Care. Got a workshop based out in Castle Hill. It's also a, a shop where anyone can come in to purchase anything from car wash product to wash mitts, cloths and um certain car car paint protection. I've got sealants and stuff. All the, all the top leading brands. Um, also, we, we do detailing for all types of vehicles, um, work also bikes. Um, so please reach out for anything of that nature. We've also got um, uh, certified applicators all across Australia. Um, we cover Sydney, Adelaide, Hobart, Perth, Brisbane, and Canberra. Nice. Yeah. 
So you're on Instagram, so just look up the yeah. Name of the business. So Ultra Fine Car Care Instagram, Facebook. I've had the business now for nearly six years. Oh, it nice. started off as a, just a little online store, and um, after being abused by a couple of bosses at work and saying, "Hey, mate, what are you doing selling all this?" You know, I sort of said, "Okay, this is my time." And slowly, slowly, I um, I decided to move on. Beautiful. And I love what I do. I, I love the customers that I meet. Everybody's got a different story. Oh, it's the car game. I mean, that's why we're doing it. We love it. Yeah. And, and it, you're right. It's just a cross-section of society. You, you, I mean, you've got the same car, but three different owners, three different people. Yeah. Three different stories. Absolutely. Um, no, it's, it's, it's a passion, and, and we enjoy We meet a lot of people through this, and it's, uh, it's good fun. It's great fun. So thank you for coming, Romy. Thank no you for coming at on, all. on board. At, I hope Ross didn't take the Ranger over, Hal. Thank you very much. Didn't he, get, didn't he get rid of it? He said he was at the Hunter Valley yesterday, not today. Yeah. So, it was yeah. probably tanked. He was on the turf. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Probably one of the kids is driving back. No. 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 He wouldn't have taken it. Call, he would have taken the, the, he would have taken the we'll multi-man. Call him up. He would have taken Actually, the multi-man. Yeah, well, he didn't tell me how, how he went up there. I spoke to him, but he didn't say anything. So... He'll be on next episode. We took a week off last week. It was a long weekend. so Long weekend. Apologies for those fans who had withdrawals on the Monday public holiday. So uh, we're back on to our usual weekly routine. Three weeks before I'm off to see my... <laughs> Can't wait for that. Yay! I'll, I'll, get, you, I'll, I'll get you to meet some of my guys there. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll get some numbers off you. I've planned to uh, interview some Australian companies there. Okay. So that's uh, a few things that I'll talk about it before I go. But yeah, I'm happy to get some of your contacts as well. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Haven't been on Facebook much lately. Email us all your questions at alltalk at outlook.com.au. Download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Shout Engine, Castbox. Rate us, review us, and uh, we'll climb back that little letter, even though we took the week off and we had a bit of a dip. But, uh, yeah, so till next week. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Cool.